It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hockey! Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, Judd's Hockey Show, a very spirited edition coming off a... Uh, a- Interesting win that Declan and I will get to uh, against the Anaheim Ducks, the woeful Ducks last night in California. Um, a game in which Dex, I thought it was interesting in uh, Dean Evison's post-game comments. Um, it's interesting how Dean approaches those things because there's sometimes where he'll get up there and say, oh, we played great, really spirited game. And it's like, you, you did. But then of late, it feels like, and it's probably because they are, uh, they've been so successful of late. He is being much more, um, much more realistic, uh, and, and I thought he hit the nail on the head last night when he basically said, "Last game we took the third period off and we played in I think the second or something like that. This game uh, we for, we decided not to play or we didn't play in the second, but we played in the third. And the only thing I can think of is his legitimate concern is." There are probably a lot of teams in the regular season that you can beat playing this way, especially the Ducks. Uh, but, you know, I think everything that this team does right now is geared towards what what has happened and what happened in the playoffs. Um, I think there was probably a lot of internal discussion about that because it was, it was I'm sure, uh, a huge disappointment for the team too. So I have a feeling what we're trying to get at here is you can probably win games by playing periods at a time, but come spring, that's going to cost you. And I keep coming back to that as probably being an internal focal point. What do you think? Interesting. Uh, so in the Ducks game, I mean, not the not the prettiest of games. It's in the first 40 minutes. Like the, the Ducks, I tweeted out yesterday, the Ducks were handing this game on a silver platter to the wild. I mean, like eight or nine power play opportunities by the end of regulation. Um, they were out shooting the wild out chant or out shooting the ducks, out chancing the ducks. And for whatever reason, after 40, you were still only able to score one goal. Flurry was magnificent. So I'm, I'm not going to rag on Flurry too much, but the ducks are a bad team. And when they give you that many opportunities, whether it's even strength or power play, you have to take advantage. And it wasn't really until the third when the floodgates open and then they seal it with an empty net that four to one looks a lot more lopsided than probably this game really was for the majority of things in terms of a, of a score. Um, so Dean's probably right that if you take 40 minutes off or you're not at least cashing in on your opportunities in those 40 minutes, especially against a bad team like Anaheim, you know, like if, if, if they were tied one, one against a good team like Dallas or Colorado and it was, and it was like that, I'd say, all right, that that's just a really good team. You're throwing some haymakers and eventually the camel, you know, the, 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 the camel will break there. But for the ducks, you got to just take care of business against them. You know, like the, I would rather see them be up a big score after 40 minutes with the opportunities that Anaheim basically handed them and instead 
really wasn't until the third, and I get full 60, you don't just play 40 minutes, wasn't until the third that they really turned things on and put the Ducks away. Yes, and and I think, Dean, I think what he's trying to probably hammer home consistently with the, this team is that that doesn't, that doesn't work long term. It certainly did last night. And to right. your point, the Ducks, I mean, the Ducks are putrid. They, they were down to, and, and he actually played well. That was their third goaltender. Their fourth goaltender is uh, Jule Erickson, ex-baby brother, who was yeah. on the bench last night. Gibson's hurt. The backup's hurt. And so, yes, everything pointed last night to if you hang around, you'll probably win. Um, I, I do want to start off with what I thought was a positive. And I was checking the time on ice, and it's not it's not as, as much as I thought, but I think that's more of a credit. The one line that I thought played a complete game and was really, really good was the fourth line. Mm-hmm. I thought the fourth line, may, uh, uh, Shaw, Dewar, and Reeves, who I continue to be impressed by. I mean, he shows up way more than I thought. I'm not saying he's great, but I'm I, ordinarily with a guy like that, you just don't sort of see him. Uh, but I thought that that fourth line really set a tempo and a tone, and it felt like they did get rewarded at times with with uh with shifts i think they scored a goal and were left out there at one point which is a nice vote of confidence but um this fourth line to me has really come together as a spark and and it feels like if there is a mission to be accomplished that the coach wants the fourth line a lot of games is doing a pretty good job of providing uh what i would consider to be a consistent effort that you might not get from everybody else all the time uh, you know, more and more teams are rolling out four lines and the Wild are doing a, a better job at not just putting guys on the bench for the most part when when those grinders are out there. And yeah, Reeves and Shaw, I mean, they both played almost 12 minutes last night. Reeves has been phenomenal, I think, too, since uh, he was acquired over here and just his presence has made things a lot better. Um, and yeah, Shaw and Dewar and when, and even when Duhame was healthy, you know, the, that fourth line can play, can definitely play and, and be relied upon um, in crucial situations. So, yeah, I, I thought that line showed up pretty well. I thought Boldy, obviously, you know, a three-point night, it ha- had a pretty big game as well. Um, for me, uh, and I, I tweeted I tweeted this out also during, during the course of the game, I think Kalen Addison, in terms of they don't put, put time in possession of, of holding the puck, I swear to God, Kalen Addison had the puck 90% of the time when they're in the offensive zone. I heard LaPanta say Addison more than any other name on the Wild than any other player times 10 last night. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the fourth line was fine. I mean, it was a quiet night on the top. You know, I, I, Zuccarello and Kaprizov um, were kind of at, at a slower night uh, from an even strength side, but everyone yeah. else really showed up big time for them. The Kaprizov, uh, the Kaprizov uh, pass that was picked off oh, and, was, and led yeah. to a goal by McTavish was... Um, that so that play in and of itself, I think, is what drives Dean nuts. And look, Kaprizov nine times out, out of ten makes great plays. So this is not to rank on him, but you know what we saw last night uh, from the power play, especially the first one, and I felt like it sort of continued. It got better as time progressed, and the Ducks continued to take penalty after penalty after penalty. But it felt like we are seeing at times. This and Dean's talked about this. This whole thing of trying to play east-west and not north-south, and also the power play getting way too cute. Like sometimes I don't even know what they're trying to accomplish. The first power play, I think Walls talked about this between periods or Carter did during the game, and it's exactly right. The first power play decks they possessed the puck almost the entire time on the perimeter. And I have only one question: What's the point? 
Like why you're possessing the puck on the perimeter. Um, there's no three point shot in, in half. <laughs> like, I, I don't un, like, what are you doing? You're one for the most part. You're not good enough. Kaprizov and Zuccarello probably are, but you know, Eck is a, Eck is a net front presence. And by the way, I didn't, I didn't know, know this till I looked just now. Erickson Eck had eight shots on goal last night. Yeah. Um, but Eck is a really decent and good net front presence who is, whose uh, time on the ice on that first power play is completely wasted if you are going to be working the puck along the boards. So like that, I get why that can drive them crazy because it's like this is you're not going to score from there. And it's not like you've got a litany of snipers. You've got, you know, you got Kirill, Zuccarello, maybe, but often he just prefers to pass the puck. So that's the one thing power play wise that I would think would not be that hard to drill home. Or I would play the second group at times and say, you know what, first group, unless you're going to actually put in the, the work consistently, you're not just going to be gifted ice time to try and look like the Harlem Globetrotters of hockey. Look at the time on ice for the power play side. So Boldy had nine minutes of power play time. Eck, eight minutes of power play time. Kaprizov, nine minutes of power play time. Zuccarello, nine minutes of power play time. Addison, eight minutes of power play time. The second unit, uh, Felino a minute 49. Goudreau, a minute 10. Hartman, a minute 04. Sam Steele got some minute 18. Uh, Dumba, just 46 seconds on the power play. Uh, the Ducks had over... 26 minutes in, in pins last night, as you love to talk about. Um, and they, the Wild, though, kind of just roll one power play line. They just say, Here, here's the line. Try to stop it. And our second unit, you know, we'll, we'll run them out there after the first 90 seconds and maybe the third or second whistle of the power play time. And then we'll transition once we get back to five on five and, and reset things. But they kind of have one, one, just one power play line. It's, it's the one we just talked about in Boldy and Eck. And Kaprizov and Zuccarello and Addison quarterbacking it, um, and then the second unit they don't really they don't really touch the ice at all. It's kind of interesting. It's uh yeah. So the the second now the second power play unit, if I'm not mistaken, now is what Goudreau, Hartman's out there, Spurgeon's on a point. I'm trying to think of who's out out there. Polino, but yeah, yeah. So you're you're right. They play a little bit, but I mean that that first that first group. And you know, I mean, come on, you were you got six power plays last night. You scored once against this team. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, and it's I think it's right now because the, this team's playing well. I mean, they they won six straight, but I think right now it's like among the most frustrating things when they do get that cute because there's no need for it. And and again, if you have a net front guy like Eck who works his ass off, it's not like there's not opportunities right it's not like there's not chances and I think it did I think it did progressively improve as the night wore on but if Anaheim which is not a very smart team they're going to have a coaching change at some point here but if the Ducks are going to give you six power play chances being the Ducks I think you got to score at least a couple goals there um how about the play so so this was I I would say the best play since he came back from his uh shoulder injury how about the block shot by Hartman right before Boldy's yeah, the, GWG. Yes. That how huge was that? And that's a hell of a play to to sell out there. I, I thought that was one of the most defining plays of a game that was pretty nondescript. Because he's right in front of Flurry there. He took that that shot. The ducks were buzzing and right there he blocks it. The puck goes 
uh, towards the Ducks' end. Boldy scores, and from there on, I thought the game was pretty much done. Yeah, it, w- it was a hell of a sellout um, from from Hartman there, and and then yeah, Boldy, who is now quietly after a um, a hot start to the season, went through a lapse there about uh, six ten games where he kind of was a non factor, and now he's been playing some really good hockey, rack up a lot of goals, rack up a lot of points. Um, big reason why the Wild, I believe, have the most points and wins in the NHL for almost the last month here, and and they're banking things and and making life a lot easier. Uh, but yeah, that that's getting Hartman back is, is, is good. Is he going to be the 30 goal scorer, which we've kind of all have written off at this point. At least you and I have of, no, it's probably not going to happen. It was a flash yeah, in the pan. And, don't, and don't it's, say all it, it, it's fine. No. <laughs> not, I, I'm not, not everyone was buying. I think what you and I were saying that, no, like this is going to be great. Hartman's now a 30 goal scorer. Ah, I pumped the brakes. He's a nice role player. Uh, but, but yeah, he sold out and, and rewards Boldy or Boldy takes and reaps the benefits and gets a big time goal. And yeah, now with the wild, what winning six straight now. Um, and I believe, what is it here? Ten of their last twelve games, uh, going back to late November. I mean, th- this is good news because look, Dallas is not slowing down. Winnipeg's not slowing down. The Central's an absolute dogfight, but they've already distanced themselves in a good position here from bottom feeders in the Central. So they're banking yeah. wins, which is great. Um, but towards the end of the month, I know they'll get the Sharks uh, again on Thursday night. We're recording this on a Thursday morning. But then at the end of the month, when they get the Lightning, they're going to get some some big time teams towards the New Year. That's going to be a fun test. Those are going to be some really fun games to watch. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe out of Christmas next week, they get uh, they get the Jets and Stars, right? Yep. So uh, that's going to be, yes, it's going to get tougher. Yeah, they have, out of the Christmas break, they have Winnipeg, they have Dallas. They're, that's road and home, respectively. They're in St. Louis New Year's Eve. Then they're off for about three days. Damn NHL, damn NHL oh, schedule makers. Schedule. Yeah, the schedule's uh, awful. Uh, then they're home against Tampa. On the road at Buffalo, home against St. Louis, and then on the road against both New York teams. That the, the schedule just kind of is Can weird you like that. that. I I don't understand. No, I don't. No, but why are you? But so so I'm with you on on the days <laughs> off. The lulls don't make sense. But you just said they're going to go to Buffalo. Yep. Okay, you're going to play. You're going to play the Sabers. Last mm-hmm. time I checked, Buffalo, New York, is in upstate New York. New York. <laughs> you're going to come home. Yep. So you're going to fly home. Yep. You're going to play a game, and then you're going to go to Manhattan, dude. This is what's this what, is what the hell are you people thinking? This is what's even dumber. So that's also a back to back. So it's a Saturday night at Buffalo, Sunday home game at St. Louis, and then Tuesday at New York Rangers, Thursday right. at New York Islanders. Just flip it. Just flip it. Just put the St. Louis game and the, and then you know I know it's a back to back, but yeah, it's it's just it's well, the I'm dumbest sure it, thing. It, it involves the Blues as well. So like I'm sure it's not it's not you know the simplest thing. But I I don't know if I have a team in upstate New York and then I'm going to have them. Shortly thereafter, play two games in Manhattan or play the Rangers in Manhattan. I think I'm going to have them probably just go to New York first. I mean, call me crazy. And by by the way, the Wild won't play back to back home games for the next month. So they're on they're on the road um, oh. for the majority of, of the next month plus. They won't have back to back home games until if- home against Philly and home against Buffalo on the 26th and 28th of January. They've had uh, seven. They had a seven game homestand earlier this season, if I'm not mistaken, and I believe they had a four gamer that they just completed. The Ducks last night get this one. The Ducks last night started a ten game homestand. Now, some of this is based on on your building, so like it's not yeah. like the team submits. You know, we got a concert here, we got circus here, blah blah blah. So this is not all on the league, but a 10-game homestand, give me a break. You know what? That makes no sense. You know what does make sense? 
That's right, a gift card to uh, the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters right here, folks. Okay, guys, so so sports dad here. It's Christmas time, right? And you have waited far too long to get your girlfriend or your wife a gift. And now you're struggling, you're scuffling, and she's sort of like sniffing around, being like, did you get me something? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Chanhassen Dinner the- Theater gift card, theaters gift card, offers a fantastic present, stocking stuffer. And here's why. Because it's not just a gift card, it's a date. It's a promise for a date night, uh, and it lets you pick what you want to see. And I'm going to tell you right now, there is something for everyone, a big, splashy musical on stage, you know, Footloose or Jersey Boys, that concert series, tribute concerts with everything from the Eagles to Fleetwood Mac to Sinatra to Patsy Cline. That's the type of thing I love. The comedy improv show with Stevie Ray's is a great time. And you can also get, or you will get, a great Dinner as well, great steak, prime rib, the famous chicken chan, and it's this simple. So this is how you can take care of that gift problem, and you can do it today. 952-934-1525, 952-934-1525, or go online and visit ChanhassenDT.com. ChanhassenDT.com, Sportsdad has you covered, and so do my friends at the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters with their gift card. Um, let's get to the, the thing that you touched on briefly here, and that is... Flurry's play last night in goaltending. So I understand that the Wild got off to, and we've touched on this briefly before, but the Wild got off to, you know, those first two or three games were awful in goal. Like they were bad defensively, but they were terrible in goal. And defensively, this team has really played well. I believe they've given up, what, one goal in each of the past six games or something ridiculous, Deck. But um, Flurry last night was, again, spectacular. And, like, I've heard national shows still talking about the Wilds goaltending, blah, blah, blah. Um, In my opinion, really since that first rough stretch, which was a rough stretch for the entire team, Marc-Andre Fleury and now Gustafson have been damn good. Yeah. Like really good. And I would say that that if I had to pick out a strengths of this run, you know, based on it didn't make a ton of saves last night, but like based on what Fleury did, made some absolutely instrumental saves that I would say one of the strengths has definitely been in the cage. And and by the way, give credit, too, to the Wild for making an infrastructure around that, that these goalies are just not seeing a lot of shots either, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, your goalie still has to be your best penalty killer. Your goalie still has to show up and, and really save your bacon a few times here and there, and Fleury did that a, a couple times yesterday. Um, I know after Right after he allowed the first goal, which was, you can more honestly blame Kaprizov for the turnover, I mean, oh, the du- the Ducks should have made it then to nothing uh, right away uh, with with that wraparound opportunity, and Fleury got a great pad on on the next rush. Uh, but but the but the Wild team themselves have done a great job of making it easier on Gustafson, easier on Fleury, and both these goalies are now playing very very reliant hockey here. And this is exactly what you'd want to see from your goaltenders is. Is Mark Andre Fleury the Vesna guy he was from two years ago, or hockey, or or the Stanley Cup winner? Uh, probably not. But is he re- is he a reliable goalie that you can count on? And is even Philip Gustafson, who we've mostly have said is is just a clear backup, but right now is playing very well, and, and you you feel a lot better, right? Like you're gonna go play a Sharks team tomorrow uh, tonight, and you feel a lot better about it. And and if he has to make a start against one of these other big boys that come up here towards the end of the month and into the new year. I feel a lot better about those chances too than I did at the beginning of the season. And yeah, goaltending is just so important that we and 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 if if you're overpaying for it, that's a pretty foolish thing to do. But I thought Mark Andre was great last night, and the Wild are going to need good goaltending. It's going to have to steal you some games in the playoffs, and I thought it's played very very well this season. Two saves come to mind uh, too that that uh, he made last night against the Ducks. 
the, the first one is the one that, that you just said. I think it was Troy Terry on who is a dangerous scorer mm-hmm. on a wraparound, and that was a great play. He cut off the post. The other one was, um, I believe it was also in, if I'm not mistaken, the second period, the breakaway. So so McTavish scored on a breakaway, right? And then there was another one that Flurry made a great save on. And that's where I'm saying, to me, it, it's a fine line. Because you're right. The, this team defensively, responsibly, has been has been very sound of late for the most part. But, you know, there's going to be screw-ups and there's going to be times where you need your goaltender just to make a huge save. And Flurry did that on the road. And because of that, you want a game that you 1,000% should have won. Uh, but it is also the type of game that wild teams in the past have lost. You know, they're flat, they don't play well, they give up a goal, and, and now it's another goal, and now it's 2 nothing, and they're sort of drained and blah, blah, blah. So I just, I think the narrative, though, that goaltending has been an issue or shaky while true for like the first handful of games is now long gone. Uh, and, and this team is playing like it should. And do they need to put together complete games? Absolutely, at some point in time. Uh, but I also, But I also think that there are things to take away that are impressive. Um, and, and, you know, again, like last night to me, the fourth line, impressive that that line has really established, uh, especially with Reeves now an identity. Last thing I want to ask you, and this was broached on the Valley sports North telecast last night. And I actually heard a segment about this on Sirius NHL radio a couple of days ago. And I agree completely with it. How much do you think, and I know that this might not translate to playoffs, and I know that, that there are going to be some who roll their eyes at what I'm about to say. How much do you think, Dex, that Reeves' presence just opens up ice? And I'm not saying for his line. I'm saying for his entire team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Felino. here's my observation after watching Reeves. And I don't think Delorier brought this. I might be wrong, but I just don't think he did. This is the first time I've see, seen this since since some of the, the real heavyweights on this team like Bugard. Um, it feels to me like with Felino, who would fight and who's a tough guy, there was no real, uh, uh, um, there was no real hesitation about taking liberties potentially with a Kaprizov. Like if you had to fight Felino, you did. That's fine. I feel now, like for the most part, Reeves scares guys, and nobody wants him going oh, yeah. near them. Like, but but I mean, like I'm literally seeing ice open up because it's like if I have to answer for this, I'm really going to be sorry. Uh, Again, I haven't seen this in years where there seems to be a real – I'm yet to see the Wild play a team where I've seen them have a guy who's like, screw it, I'll do this. The one guy who who did it was – was it the Senators game? And was it Shabbat who fought him? And it's – or somebody – I forget. It might have been Detroit. But anyway, it was a debacle, and the guy was like, I want no part. Uh, but it just feels like there is a definite opening of ice because nobody wants – any part of 75 coming near them. Yeah, you, you don't want to face Ryan Reeves at all. And um, and yeah, I think he has opened things up a bit because no one wants to drop the gloves and he's going to also hit you regardless. And yeah, I, he was brought in here, I think, more for off the ice chemistry, but I've been more surprised how well he has played on the ice. Yeah, he is not just a goon. He is not just a liability out there. Um, I, I really, you can look at the time they traded for him and the Wild started playing better hockey. That's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. And he's and by the way, he's playing 11, 12 minutes a night and and not just dropping gloves and not just racking up pims. There's definitely some type of presence that he has made a, a positive influence um, on this team. By the way, Judd, as we get close to the holiday season, why don't you uh, go stop and 
and stock up for the holiday season at Lake Ridge Liquors in Vadness Heights off 694 and Rice Street. Uh, they have a great whiskey wall that I've dabbled into numerous times already. They have some great seltzers. They have Surly beer. They have Surly products all over the place. A lot of wines in stock uh, as well. So go go check out Lake Ridge Liquors and mention Score when you check out. You can join their rewards program and on your next visit, they will comp you five dollars. Go check out Lake Ridge Liquors in Badness Heights off six ninety four and Rice Street. I bet Ryan Reeves w- would like that. I think he would too. Lake Ridge I, I, sounds Lake Ridge sounds right up here. You know what? Fun guy. Yeah. Last thing I want to do is Take probably I, I would see that 40-foot whiskey wall with him, but uh, I would probably not want to go shot for shot with Ryan Reeves. Pun intended um, and not pun intended. No, 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 no. A little guy like you, you would know. No, I can hold my own for my size, believe it or not, but I yeah. do know my. I have a oh, ceiling. I, I have a ceiling, and uh, and no, I don't think that would be a good idea. Ryan Reeves is, is no joke built like a linebacker or defensive end. He yeah. might be, you know what, in 2022, he might be a defensive end. Uh Few few years back, I'd be linebacker probably, but yeah. now those those guys are in great shape. They're they're just built. They're just solid. Uh, last thing, so it's the holiday season, and right now you're on the couch and you're saying to yourself, "I'd like to lose some weight." January first is coming. I would like to lose some weight. How do I do it? And you know, Sports Dad did forty pounds. How did he? And and if Sports Dad can do it, I can. How did he do it? And the answer is this simple. It's through it's through the great work for our friends. Livia weight control centers. That's right. It's not a diet. It's a weight control. So once the weight is off, it stays off. And this holiday season now, give yourself the gift of good health. Get started on those New Year's goals today. Award-winning program. And here's the best part about that program. 50% off right now. If you contact them, 50% off. Uh, if you uh, are are catching JHS in town here, guess what? They've got several centers that you can go into, talk to their expert dietitians. But if you're, I don't know, if you're a wild fan in Arizona, if you're a wild fan in Florida, guess what? Virtual visits are an option. It's this simple. You can give them a call, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. L-I-V-E-A.com is your first step towards a new you in 2023. All right, hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment on this YouTube channel. You can go over to Purple Daily for Daily Minnesota Vikings-related uh content as well. Of course, we got flagrant howls on this. So Phil Mackey, Kyle Tiger breaking down Timberwolves. Plenty of different content at your disposal on Score North. We'll be back soon. You know, there's no room for petty bull. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them. And Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players. That is, until they don't. When it comes to finger pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.